0: Welcome to Girls That Invest.
1: You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi Sim,
0: how are you? Hello Sonia, can you believe that we are at season three of Girls That Invest?
1: I cannot believe it. We're nearing our one year and I'm just really excited to start recording and just start things up again. Doesn't it feel weird to be recording again?
0: It's really nice. And it yeah, it just feels awesome. We've had so many things happen with our little break in preparation for season three. We have got better equipment. We've had a huge (laughs) increase in our growth in our community. And for today's episode, first episode of season three, we thought we'd start off with a bang. Have you ever wondered... How do you know what to company invest in? How do you decide if a company has a good future? Or just say you find a company, what do you do next? How do you know if it's actually a good investment for you? The answer to this is ratios. Ratios are an invaluable tool in investing and it's used to make decisions that are not emotional. It's not based on what you think. It's just the math that's kind of there to help you decide if something's worth investing in. So today we're going to talk about how to value a stock through ratios and help you decide if something is worth your time or not.
1: Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about today is PB ratio, which stands for price to book ratio. And essentially what this ratio tells us, it it compares the cost of a stock versus the value of a company if it was sold today, aka its fundamental worth. So a low PB ratio, it can actually protect investors if it's accurate. Now, while we explain the different types of ways that you can value a stock, we will go into, I guess, the calculation of how the ratio is calculated. Wow, what a sentence. I love myself. But I cannot stress this enough. You will not need to do any math. You do not need to, without a calculator, get out your pen and paper and do these calculations I think it just helps with context a lot of websites on the internet will tell you what these ratios are of particular stocks that you're researching but it's good to know what they actually mean right mm-hmm. so for P ratio what you're going to do is what you're going to do is I just explain that you're not going to calculate these stocks but if someone who is calculating this <laughs> what they do is they get value is it's assets minus liabilities and essentially that is your price to book ratio okay so it's important to understand that with pb ratio and its usefulness it's really really useful for companies that have tangible assets so for companies that operate heavy machinery rather than companies that have intangible assets like tech companies who might have a high PB ratio, but it doesn't help you very much because their assets are things like software that doesn't really have a monetary value on it as like a single thing, if that makes sense. But essentially with PB ratio in terms of where to find it, I have Yahoo Finance as my go-to. I've talked about it so many times. I feel like Sim and I always go on Yahoo Finance, but it's literally the go-to for so many people. All you need to do is jump on the stock that you're wanting to research on Yahoo Finance and go to statistics. And it's sitting right there under valuation measures, under price slash book ratio, which is fun and fresh. Thoughts, feelings, concerns.
0: In summary, I just want to say I am so glad that we live in a time where we don't have to do these calculations. Like There were really investors back in the day that would look at this and like, Pull out their notebook and work out what the PE, what the PB ratio was. Like, we live in an amazing time.
1: Yeah, I thank God every day that we have the internet and we don't actually have to do any manual calculations.
0: Although, don't you like math? I used to because I did Kumon and I, you just had to to get through it. But since I've grown up, no. Okay,
1: moving on to the next ratio we're going to talk about. It's called P-E ratio. So that's price to earnings ratio. Essentially what this ratio does, it compares the share price to per share earnings. So share price versus company profit. Essentially how long a stock will take to pay back investors, aka you. So it's a common metric that people use to value a stock because it really just tells you if a company is over or undervalued in the market, and that's just based on how much money or profit the company is generating. So the calculation for this one here, price per share divided by earnings per share, and that number gives you a multiple. So to give you an example, and this is quite a common example, so if you're doing your research or further research into what this ratio actually means, you might actually see this example floating around in a few different places. But example of PE ratio is a stock trading at $20 per share with earnings of $2 per share has a PE ratio of 10, meaning that you'll make your money back in 10 years if nothing about the situation the company changes.
0: And then the good thing is that if it does change and it does get better, like win win, right? Exactly. Now, when you're trying to value a stock, you're usually comparing stocks
1: to each other, right? Because that's how you figure out what you actually want to put into. So, when you're comparing PE ratio, it's important to compare PE ratios of companies that are actually in the same industry or similar fields. So, you're comparing apples to apples, not apples with oranges, because it's going to give you a more realistic. I guess, view of the stock, and you're marking it up with something that is similar. So it's a fair comparison. And in terms of finding the stock, again, Yahoo Finance has our backs. You go to the stock that you're trying to value, and PE ratio is actually in the summary. So that's why I say it's a common metric that people use to value a stock, because it's right in the summary. You don't have to click into statistics, although. You do click into statistics, there's PE ratio undervaluation measures as well.
0: I love that. And I think the really cool thing about PE ratios to take into account is they're probably one of the most commonly referred to ratios or points of difference when people talk about stocks. And they're like, oh, like Tesla is so overvalued, their PE ratio is like crazy. And so if there's one ratio to take away from today, Would you say it's this one? It's more likely to come up in a conversation
1: if you've got a finance bro down your throat about something. This is the one that people usually talk about. Equip yourself, ladies. Yeah, that's what we're here for.
0: So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone today. Now, moving from P-E ratios to P-E ratios or price-to-earning growth ratios, the PEG ratio is kind of like the PE, but taken one step further. The P ratio is like a snapshot of where the company is in that moment in time. Like, okay, cool, you look nice today, but where were you in 2007, right? And so what the PEG ratio does is it tells you the history of how the company has performed. And the way that it does that is you are essentially dividing the PE ratio by the year-over-year growth rate of its earnings. That is such a mouthful. Thank God for Yahoo Finance. You don't need to do any of this to understand. All you need to take away from the peg ratio is that the lower the value of the peg ratio, the better deal you're getting for the stock's future earnings. So what you can kind of get is that a peg ratio of about 1 is Kind of considered to be fair. You know, it's kind of cheap, but it's also going to grow a little bit, so to speak. Anything under one is like seen as like a good deal or or a fair trade off. Anything over one, it's like mm, you're paying a little bit too much for that.
1: I like the peg ratio because I think people talk a good game about knowing the company that you're investing in. And part of that is knowing its history, right? And this is just math history of the company. Would
0: you say so or right, understood it wrong? Absolutely. It's like if you were going to go on a date with a guy, sure, they look cool now, but are you not going to Facebook stalk them and see what they were like in 2007? Because that can change how you view them. Obviously, people change, but yeah. there's some level of if you're going to invest in something, you want to know that it's consistently getting better.
1: Exactly.
0: Great analogy. Chef's kiss. <laughs> And then the last ratio, while we've really just flown through these, is the dividend yield. I love this because it's not really a ratio, it's more of a percentage and I'm kind of more of a percentage girl myself, I don't like ratios. Dividend yield is quite simple to understand, it's the idea that if you put $100 into a stock, some stocks give you a little bit money back per stock that you own. Not all companies do this. So for example, if you invested $100 into Tesla, Tesla's going to be like, cool story. Thank you. We're not giving you anything back. But if you invest in something a little bit more traditional that's been around for a while, like a bank, for example, or, or like a power company, they tend to give dividends and then to work out which kind of stock is going to give you better value for your money. That's what the dividend yield or the dividend percentage is. So just say like power company A gives a dividend percent of 1, 1%. That means for every $100 you put in, you'll get a dollar back every month or every quarter or however they do it. And then company B gives you a dividend yield or a dividend percent of 3. That means for every $100 you put in, you get $3 back. So, So you get more money or more bang for your buck. Does that kind of make sense?
1: It makes perfect sense. I think people who want to know what they're going to get out of putting into the stock straight away, this is perfect for that.
0: I'm not really a big dividend yield investor myself because for me, the companies that give good dividends, there's a trade-off. You can't have it all. If they're going to be giving you money every single year, it's also going to be a company that's probably not going to be growing as much. And as a young person, for me, I'd rather hold off the dividend yield and go for more growth-like companies because, you know, I'm in my 20s. I do know that I have 30, 40, 50 years left of investing where I'm happy to ride out a little bit more up and down. So for me, dividend yields don't matter that much, but for some people, it's quite an important ratio to take into account. It can be quite motivating to know this about a company.
1: But of course, knowing the risk that comes with that, as you mentioned.
0: So although dividend yields are quite simple to understand on paper, there's a few things you want to take into account with them. One, they cannot be relied upon. Legally, they have no obligation to always give you 5% if that's what they say they're going to give every year. Next year, they might say, hey team, psych, we are going to do 1% or we're not even going to give any dividends. That's one thing to take into account. They also vary by industries, so some industries are going to give you a little bit more than others. Like I said, utilities, banks are going to pay you a lot more, but tech firms like FANG kind of companies, they're going to want to invest back into the company, so that money that they'd give to an investor, that's not going to the investor, that's going to make them even larger. And don't get sucked into the idea that a higher yield will mean that it's a better investment, because if it's a higher yield... Again, that means they're not investing it back into the company. So growth may be even lower. So you want to find that sweet spot where you're getting yield, but you're also getting a little bit of growth.
1: Now, I know that we flew through those four ways that you can value a stock and those ratios, but I just want to say that I think a lot of people, particularly women, they kind of psych themselves out when things are too simple like if you get that if you understand what we've just said then you get it you understand that you don't need to dig deeper into I guess trying to figure out all the intricacies of it and trying to overwhelm yourself to the point then that's when you don't understand right because I think I do this a lot myself like there's a level of cognitive bias that comes into it do you agree or
0: absolutely and I think that one thing that i just want to put out there like if you are out you know like in a place like a party and this guy like comes up to you and he's like talking about the stocks and he's like trying to manslay that to you i would put my money on the fact that he could not tell you what the four ratios that we just talked about meant and how to calculate them and what the good in them is like people come across really confident and it's great But just because they do doesn't mean that what they know is too hard for you to know. And maybe they do know it awesome, but they're not hard things to learn. And we absolutely psych ourselves out of being part of the process when it comes to learning these things, which is so like on us, on me in particular, on you as well, Sonia, like you said, Mm, if you could get through this 20 minute or 30 minute episode Like you're already 10 steps ahead than where you were yesterday. And if you aren't sure about something, you know, skip back a little bit and just re-listen to it, you'll get it. Oftentimes when we talk about investing and our
1: journeys and when we first started, Sim says, I was so mad because it was so simple to understand. And then you think about the lost time and the times that you've kind of shut yourself down or, you know, discredited yourself for not getting into it. And a part of that just comes from being confident, trusting yourself that you do understand and also standing your ground when someone is trying to talk down to you when it comes to these topics.
0: Yeah. And if you ever want to get more into it in terms of how the ratios actually work, what it looks like, Yahoo Finance does definitely have a lot of resources not only explaining what all of these things are, but how to calculate them. If you're like into that kind of stuff, look. We'll be honest, mm-hmm. we're not. We just read them off the screen and go, "Cool, P ratio of twenty, interesting." That makes I'll sense. take that for what it is. <laughs> it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are listening to this, it means that there's some level of understanding that you do have, and just give yourself a little pat on the back because you've already made it this far. You're already trying to learn Absolutely. that. Absolutely um, deserves some recognition. So, if you want to continue being part of the Girls That Invest community, we have a Facebook group. Um, it was a little bit dormant for a while, but we've decided to ramp it up. People are asking questions, community members are answering. It's a great place and a safe space to ask any kind of investing question you have. So, Girls That Invest on Facebook, we're there. We're also on Instagram. At this point in time, we are at 46,000 followers. Can't wait to hit milking. We've got to do a giveaway at 50, Sonia. Oh, we absolutely do. Um, and then, of course, before you go, if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out so much. Um, and yeah.
1: Hey, now that you've followed us on all of our socials, as Sim just mentioned, I'm just going to finish off with a quick disclaimer.